on? Welcome to episode two of What's Your Record? But I guess I would technically make this episode one of that because that is a new name. Uh, because somebody didn't do research. I don't know who I'm blaming, actually. I think we all, we all yeah, didn't do we it. We all, uh, apparently, um, I'm not even going to say the name of the other one because it's, it's fucked up that oh. it, it exists. The level of preparation was extremely low. Extremely low. <laughs> that was a text. I was dropping someone off at the airport when I was texting while driving when I came up with that name, and we didn't look uh, to see that it already existed. Uh, but I'd like to throw out that whatever that other one is uh, sucks hard. Uh, and ours was better because their logo turntable was obviously a Crosley. Uh, and <laughs> now we're, some, yeah, now if, we're really trying to get sued. If here. someone's trying to talk to you about really vinyl and they apart. own a Crosley still, uh, no, I'm just, I know some people who I care about that have Crosleys. Whatever, it's fine. It's Does Crosley fine. even have like a high end no. range? No. no, it's all just Target, they're all the Target, Walmart. Target, Urban Outfitters with the speakers built in. I mean, like they play records. Buy your Crosleys and VHS tapes at Urban Outfitters. Did we talk about that last? Did we talk about that on the show, or did I just tell you that? You just told me, I think. That Urban is selling five packs of classic VHS movies for $40, and they're selling? Yeah, of course they're selling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes they get exclusive, like, colored versions of vinyl or whatever, but other than that... That's when everyone found out that Grizzly Bear had an album before Academus. When <laughs> they, they went to Urban Outfitters and they saw Yellow House, and they're like, oh my god, there's an album before? <laughs> my... the, the album with two weeks? <laughs> yeah, my... <laughs> My guilty secret about buying vinyl at Urban is I had to buy my copy of Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures there. But I literally went to, like, every local record Shameful. store that I knew before that. But when you like good music, like Joy Division or The Smiths, Wait, you'll you find like it. like, good music? Yeah, well, I'm saying, like, <laughs> if you go to, like, a used record store, like, I never see used Smiths records or used Joy Division records. It's always new ones because people don't trade that shit in yeah, they because hang it's on to good. It. They hang on yeah. to those. So those I are, bought Unknown Pleasures nuggets. there, and that's the only record that I've ever paid for uh, from Urban Outfitters. But, yeah, that other podcast. Is it a podcast you didn't or is it a YouTube? It? No, I paid for it. I believe oh, it's a podcast. Geez, it's a podcast, even though it's on YouTube, and it looks like they have video, video content. podcast. Uh, is that even whatever they had an interview with chromio all i'm saying is if you want to go over there you stay over there if you shoplift music from urban outfitters is that better or worse than torrenting music uh better 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 no, it's worse yeah no it's, it's better I'd is it worse. better for the artist or worse for the artist I, okay how about we stop giving urban <laughs> outfitters some free like well urban paid to carry the advertising record, so whatever yeah <laughs> Uh, this this podcast is brought to you by Urban Outfitters. Um, <laughs> hey, we gotta pay our bills, you know. We do. Uh, anyway, yeah. So we're. Um, what's your record now? And uh, we're gonna keep record of who picks the best record every week. Uh, newsflash: It's probably gonna be me, but we'll see how that goes. And you guys can't just sabotage. I was thinking about this or whatever. I'm like, there's gonna be some weird brotherly collusion shit yeah, between we you where you tra- I, exactly. I knew you would. And, and we can't vote for our own. You right. can't vote for That's your own. Okay, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, we yeah. have a new name. We have uh, a better mic setup. So this is like the 2.0 pop. version. Pop. See how that is? Tyler's yeah, not going to edit filter. that Don't shit. try yeah. to break the pop, pop. filter. Pop Don't make me filter. have to edit more pops, please. Okay. That's, that's fine. We should also note that... Uh, 
they're not letting me eat dinner until we finish recording. Last time we ate before, and it's just fucked up because I'm the only one whose blood sugar is dependent on, you know, consuming food. This is life uh, or death, so make it short and make yeah, it sweet. Exa- yeah, but not it, too sweet. Sugar-free sweet. Yeah, sugar, the sugar-free, <laughs> yeah, Splenda sweet. and the Stevia sweet. Yeah, that right, kind of Well, sweet. on that note, let's get into your pick first, Jake. Okay. So, what do you got Yes, for us? all right. Uh, I'm very, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how you guys reacted to this one because I, I don't know if you guys noticed, I had put a different record on the playlist first before I was like, no, I want to give them you know, this one. I did that too this week. I I picked two and then deleted one of my choices because. But was I didn't it after know. I talked shit on the first choice that you put on there? Uh, I think it was the same day. Oh, okay. But I mean, <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, ah, oh, I mean, but to be. I fair. ended up picking the one that was more like meaningful to me. Okay. But yeah. It's good that I picked the one that I did because apparently you hated the other one. So yeah, not a fan. Uh, what was the well, first one? I think it was uh, Woo, Life. Woo Life. Oh right, yeah, you don't like Woo Life, Andre. No, Woo Life is uh, nothing to fuck with. Woo Life is right? not Woo life. life. Yeah, <laughs> Woo Life is not life. Anyway, all right, my pick this week uh, was the debut album by a band called Awake but Still in Bed, all but one word. So I kind of went against my uh, my grammar thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about let's that for a minute. Let's take the wind out of those sails right <laughs> off. You spent the like bat. half an hour last episode talking about how we picked albums with bad grammar and all this stuff. And, and then guess you pick what, an Grady? album that's all lowercase and that is all one word. And you picked another album that doesn't have any fucking vowels in the title. I really so, did. I yeah, really did, did that. That was so. completely coincidental. Uh-huh. It's funny yeah. because we literally both talked to each other beforehand how we were going to just tear you apart for well, the grammar Well, I thing. thought about it while I was sitting in traffic on the way down here. So yes, awake but still in bed, all lowercase, all one word, with a mouthful of a title... What people call low self-esteem is really just seeing yourself the way other people see you. Also, all lowercase with no punctuation. Yeah, I, I didn't so. even bother writing that out on my notes because I was y'all. like, I'm not even going to. Well, that's just an emo band thing. Yeah. Emo bands always just like have like a 15-word album title that's just like rambling, basically. And song titles, too, like Fall Out Boy. Like, we had to change the name of this song because our lawyer said that we would get... I don't know. I'm not a Fall Out Boy fan, but I remember that from that album. <clears throat> anyway, sure. yeah. Why'd you, why'd you pick this album? Um, I'm just a really, really big fan, and I would say, like, they're one of, like, the newest bands, like, more recent bands where, like, I caught them at the beginning of their... Of them putting out music, like I was first introduced to them by my friend CJ. He's a music editor for Merry Go Round Magazine, and he picked them for Bandcamp Weekly, uh, which is a feature they do. And I listened to it at home, and I liked it. But at first, it was only on Bandcamp. They didn't have it on Spotify. And mm. Bandcamp, you have to—I think you have to have like the app or whatever to do it on your phone or something like that. It's not really convenient. Yeah. Um, and then I would say within. Within a month of them putting it out, they got picked up by the label Tiny Engines, and then they got a release for it, and then it was on Spotify, and then uh, my friend Barry from Joyce Manor, he was really into them, and Joyce Manor actually took them out on tour earlier this year. I got to I got to go backstage at that show, and nice. apparently, Wait, so you've actually met this band. I was really drunk. I don't remember it. James said <laughs> oh, I probably made geez. quite an impression on them. Oh, God. I was so stuck. Well, yeah. I was well, in, hey, but yeah. you still did meet them, though. I did, yeah. Technically. And then I saw them again at a skate shop, which was cool, and I was sober at that show, so I wasn't a complete ass. Um, but, yeah, I just think um, I really like the guitar playing. 
Uh, I love the songwriting, specifically the lyrics. It's all from the front woman whose name is Shannon Taylor. She wrote all the songs, and I think she has a really awesome voice for that genre, which I guess we're calling like emo revival. Like when she screams, it's the closest thing I've heard to when Anthony Green was still high as shit on heroin and cocaine when he was in Seosin. Like, he's got that really gnarly scream on the first Seosin EP, and I think she channels a lot of it. But the lyrics are really, like, stream of consciousness, uh, super personal, um, dark, emotional shit. But they can be really poppy and really melodic, and I think the album's really dynamic, like, switching between, like, the quiet and the soft and the loud and the distorted, and live, they just kill. Um, I've seen them three times now and they tour like non-stop like i don't know like they're honestly just like kind of inspirational and like in terms of a band that's like diy like they played like 300 something shows last year like they were on Whoa. tour most of it wow. like that's almost went every through, day like, of the year yeah, went through like two two vans or whatever breaking down and shit a couple times i've seen them they've had completely different lineups like she's just putting people together to get these shows done and uh I don't know. I'm not super big on emo revival, or at least I'm not well versed in it. I like a lot of emo, but um, I don't know. Seeing this band has got me more into some some bands that are doing that genre now that are contemporary. Um, well, let's uh, let's listen to a clip and then talk about it. Yeah. What, what song did he pick? Uh, this what song is called Safe. We're gonna start a minute and forty seconds in. You weren't supposed to. We had it queued up, so we didn't have to. Min- well, well that's no, fine. but if people want to know. Well, I just think that starting it from this point, you get the dynamics because you hear her singing. You got the slow part. It gets faster than she screams, and it kind of encapsulates like their range. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's let's do this. Let's hear it. first like transition from where she's singing or whatever where it's like it sounds like fucking uh number of the beast by iron maiden bruce dickinson lets out the yeah i was gonna do that but grady was already like shaking his head when i was making yummy noises but yeah Yeah, i I, I like that track a lot that was actually my favorite from the album that i that i jotted down um nice mainly because i think that track shows her whole range that she goes through like vocally and musically it just has a soft start where she's singing singing and then 
she kind of starts like having this edge to her voice it's like starting to rasp into the screaming and then she goes full blown and there's like a epic drop in there and i don't know yeah it, sh- it shows just a good dynamic range of of what the album's about and that's what i liked about it i think i the whole album has really good dynamics i mean the first track is so quiet at the beginning that you like feel like you have to turn up the yeah. the volume and but then you turn it up and she starts time, screaming yeah. at you and you're like yeah. oh shit. first time i was like wait this is so quiet i turned it way up and then like i was like <laughs> working on my computer when i was listening to it and then all of a sudden like the screaming part came in i was like whoa gotta turn that one down Dude, the yeah. opening track is so good and just like i don't know like lyrically it reminds me more like poetry like there's hardly any rhymes yeah there's definitely yeah, choruses yeah. and like refrains where she repeats the same phrases but it's not like an A B A B type, like I I don't know, and I personally like I write like that, so I like seeing I somebody well, else yeah. do it and get I don't you know recognition write. for it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a little more out of the ordinary than a very you know traditional verse chorus verse chorus structure to the album. I I, I like this album a lot actually. Um, nice. And the first time I listened to it, I didn't really like it very much. I see I did not think either of you guys would like it. Oh well, really? Like I was maybe impressed. maybe musically but not vocally. Like, I was impressed that with was this pick thing. from yeah. you because usually I kind of can predict what genre you're going to go for and this is like outside of that realm that that I normally hear from you but it's actually a realm that I am into. Oh cool. Yeah. The first time I listened to it, I did like the instrumental part. I, I liked the sound of the guitars um, and the dynamics of, of just the sound in general. But the the screaming was like a bit too much for me. And I mean, that's the case with most like music with a lot of screaming in it. I can only listen to it like when I'm in a certain mood or at certain times. Because yeah. like, like I was trying to listen as well as like writing emails and doing like work stuff. And I yeah. just, I was like, okay, I, I can't listen to this right now. Cause it's just like blaring in my ear. But like, that was, I put it on an hour ago, right? No, <laughs> that was like six days ago. Anyway. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Um, nice. but then I came back to it and listened to it again. Uh, when I was, I think I was driving. Um, and that was a lot better. And I was able to kind of hear more of the the changes you know going from more of the soft uh sounds into like the screaming parts and i think ultimately they do balance you know that that well they do balance like the more softer quieter parts with the loud screaming parts yeah and i really like music that has a lot of dynamic changes in it i try to do that every time i write a song i want there to be parts that like do that at least most of the time so i did like that a lot um i like the drum sounds a lot on it actually yeah drums Um, are good too i listened to it from a little bit of like a drummer's ear because i i dabble with with the drums but um did yeah, you touch the, my drums the the sounds <laughs> that the drummer is using are very fitting to the genre but uh they provide like way more clarity than i normally am used to hearing in this genre the drums are very clear and crisp and i think it it contrasts with the screaming and the heaviness a little bit and totally. it kind of gives this crisp produced element to like a very otherwise raw album yeah i mean jet, and the, it's like fairly lo-fi quality it's not like right. super like and the bass produced. is the bass is pretty dirty a lot of times so you don't have this clean bass uh, a lot of times so the drums really counteract that uh which i thought was cool 
But my, yeah, my favorite song was "Stumble." By the way, nice. I like that one I a like lot that too. Song a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I liked "Safe." Uh, my favorite part of "Safe" was the end where she's repeating, like, kind of yelling that line that says, "Like we're slowly healing." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she, there was a lot of lines like that in this album where I was like, that were really memorable for me. Is there totally. a second vocalist on this? No, album? it's just her. Okay. But yeah, that line, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like I feel that. I like the yeah. outro too, where she's saying "keep one another," where she's harmonizing with her with herself. Yeah, like, that's kind of like asking, overlaid or whatever. No, it's yeah, all there's, her. There's a lot of good harmonies at the end of this uh, end of that track, safe, and um, they're they're good. They almost sound like a second vocalist, but that's cool. They do live. There's a uh, I think the uh, the bass player she harmonizes with mm. with Shannon, but got it. Yeah, I'm I'm really into this band, and I cannot wait to see what they do next it was i'm i'm actually really stoked that you guys liked it because i'm like i said it was more vocally like the the screaming i was just like because i was giving you guys shit last week like what do you listen to when you get angry because like this is an angry album like it's angry and it's sad like i don't know well this is the kind of stuff i listen to when i'm angry it's funny i had i had this on my headphones at work and they were on my neck as i was walking around the office and one of my coworkers is like dude what are you listening to that that sounds (laughs) sick like i'm i'm totally into that and he named some other band I wasn't familiar with, but I was like, oh no, it's this band called Awake But Still In Bed. And he's like, dude, send me that. I need to, I need to hear that. And that was just like headphones from across the room. Hell yeah. See, yeah, if it was so. only the screaming vocals, I probably would never listen to this album. I wouldn't but... either. Like, I can't do like kind yeah. of like emo core, hardcore, metalcore, where it's like all screaming all yeah. the time or whatever, but yeah. a balance and switching between it. Right, it, it definitely does it for me. And like, I, I like bands that know how to use screaming well and, you know, in right amounts. Like, for instance, um, even on the Future Islands the record, not the last one, the... The singles? The, the singles, pop, yeah, yeah. singles. Singles, yeah. So, like, on that one, my favorite song on that one is... Uh, what's that song called the the one where he fall screams from grace. fall from grace so like that one like when he Definitely screams in that song track. it's like the best part of that whole album for yeah me. for sure yeah. and that, i'm like that which drop. is weird because like i don't usually listen to stuff of screaming in it but like just the way he did that yeah. like right at that moment is like so impactful yeah, sounding yeah, yeah. to me and grady I i'm glad that agree. you like you latched on to saying that there were a lot of memorable phrases because i almost wanted to be like a couple days afterwards because i was thinking that you were you guys weren't going to be into it because of the screaming or whatever being like please read the words like if you don't like the music or you can't hear what she's saying or whatever no. and that's what's good about the balance between the singing and the screaming is like you can understand her way easier when she's singing but if you can't understand what she's saying when she's screaming like it makes you want to go look up what she's saying yeah like it's I, a, yeah i think it's a good uh vocal al- or lyric album to connect with for for some people totally yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's really emotional and um like i said i'm glad you guys dug it yeah i'm excited to see what they do what they do next yeah Hell, for sure yeah so my pick was awake but still in bed i'm gonna read the album title again just because i can and you guys need to know it because everyone's gonna someone skip wrote it. it down what people call low self-esteem is really just seeing yourself the way other people see you and that's a lyric in one of the songs i forget which one all right all right. All right, Grady, what'd you pick? What'd I pick? All right, so my pick this week was uh, the album Heaven by Jamila Woods. Um, so just a brief could background. You, uh, could you spell that for us? <laughs> no, I can't. Spell I can't heaven? Spell, it. <laughs> spell heaven as pictured. You know, know there are vowels, vowels, all right? H-E-A-V-N. No, how did she, she spell it for the record? The yeah. H-E-A-V-N. 
Mm-hmm. So she just omits the last vowel. But other than that, there are vowels. Okay. Just, you know, just, we're slowly getting better. Eventually, I'll pick an album that is spelled correctly. And I eagerly await that day, <laughs> young Grady. All right. All right. So anyway, um, just a brief background um, on Jamila Woods. She's um, Chicago-based. She's from the, like, the same collective of sorts as, like, Chance the Rapper, Saba, and No Name. What about R. Kelly? No, I don't think she's friends with R. Kelly. No, not from the shy? All right. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, That's but good. Yeah, good so for her. Chance the Rapper, obviously pretty huge at this point he's in doritos commercials now he is. uh saba he's also really good no names very good they both released albums last year i think that i that i enjoyed quite a bit they're on each other's albums quite frequently um they often cr- collaborate collaborate um but yeah they're all really good um so she's from that group uh heaven is her debut album um when did it come out came out in 2016 and i believe oh, okay. she released it for free on her soundcloud in 2016 nice um but yeah i i really like this album i think it's just a super creative album and i think that's just the only word i can think of that really like encapsulated it's just very unique and creative in i the said way this i it. put unique slash creative on yeah. my notes when i was listening it, to it's it just the other like day. every song is just like you listen to it and you're like oh like that's very cool like how she did that like um for instance, like a lot of the songs, they reference other songs that you wouldn't really expect. Like "Very Black" is obviously like a play on the you know the hand clapping game "Mary Mac." But she, oh, like, also makes real quick, very... uh, how does she spell uh, "black" in that song title, Grady? B L K. I believe it's actually she spells very V R Y in that mm-hmm. song, and and then Black Girl Soldier is B L K. As long as you yeah. know, no vowels. I know, I know. Yeah. Hey, we're not going <laughs> to drag this on for grammar that. again, Jake. When yeah. you picked a bad grammar, because I addressed it at the forefront. <laughs> I wasn't trying to hide. Anyway, so yeah, uh-huh. so that song references that. Lonely references a Feist song. Uh, Heaven obviously references the Cure. Um, Emerald Street references the Mister Rogers Neighborhood theme song, which I think is amazing jake yeah. did you pick um, up on that cure reference <laughs> we'll get Who's into that the we'll cure, get into bro? that yeah uh, and stellar references uh, an incubus song so like very just like that she's not just like you know referencing other you know hip-hop or soul or r&b albums she's like referencing like weird out there stuff that's like you would not expect well what's the all. one where she also she straight up is a i don't want to wait yeah for my life right. to be over what, what's that song <laughs> i forget what song that I is but i was just that. like whoa okay but yeah like, she does reference that <laughs> reference that song as well which i think is really funny um but yeah so i mean this, this is a fun record but it still touches on like some really real and poignant issues you know she talks about like especially in like black girl soldier she talks about like some some real shit you know like very real um things that are happening to the black community in chicago and you know across the united states in general so yeah so it's just i just really like you know everything she talks about on this album and the way she does it i i I love the way she uses vocal harmonies and layers her voice especially when she does those vocal harmonies that are sort of staggered so she'll like have the background vocals like one part come in and then like there'll be a delay and then the second you know harmony will come in i love when she does that um and yeah there's just a lot of memorable melodies i really like the the instrumentation especially like the drums and the really like watery roads synthesizers and stuff she used yeah they're very soul influenced um that i like a lot so yeah this is for me it's one of those records that honestly put on any song and it's like 
I, I, you know, I like every song. You put on any song. What was your text, Jake? This record. Slaps. Oh, I said this record fucking slaps. Yeah, yeah and it does slap. Slaps. That's what's really good. It because... has, you know, it has the bangers, it has the bops, and it has the slow jams. It has it all, really, honestly. Yeah, it was good. So, um, uh, what but yeah, song so do you the song play? I picked. I, I mean, like I said, you know, I could really just pick a name, out of, pick a song out of the hat for this album, and I, you'd play it. But I chose uh, the song, the title track, Heaven. Out of place, so why don't we just cue up the first couple minutes of that? You got it. song so good honestly it is really good and what i like about that one is how it's not just a wait yeah what uh, okay anyway um that it's not just that opening line that she takes from the cure the show me show me show me which is obvious um saying i don't want to run away with you is like directly references when robert smith says i promise i'll run away with you Mm. um then she uses the line they're dancing in the deepest ocean just like from the chorus or whatever like just really good really creative subtle twist yeah on like those original songs these references or whatever she's not just like ripping it out and like copying it exactly she puts her own twist on it her own spin on it in a way that i think is just really fun and creative yeah and that's exactly what i said about it and the production is really cool i think like musically or whatever like for the beat like my favorite is black girl soldier um, yeah that song is yeah really i, I cool. liked i liked lsd the track the one with chance is that the one with chance? yeah mm-hmm. i feel like so and that's what i was gonna talk about about that track is that her choices of who she worked with and who she collaborated with really were really so smart. were so smart and they fit so well with her own music i feel like a lot of times especially in the hip-hop community or like rap albums they just pick and choose people they're like oh he'd be cool to collaborate with or she'd be cool to work with and they don't really think about well, you how can tell this is a tight the tight. Yeah, like this they're is a tight community, community. Like, this right. chicago scene is, well, is that, super tight and that's super cool too that she's working within her local community kind of like you know lifting up the people right. that she's surrounded with and cares about and right. uh that's a really cool thing too um, but and yeah, I, I just that, feel like yeah. all of the guests on this album just fit with the tracks. They fit with the vibe. They they uh, write good verses to fit in with the lyrics. Um, but yeah, yeah, and you can I think you can really feel that sense of community in in the features. Like yeah. it feels like she brought these people in and they were like, let's do this together. You know, let's like make something good rather than like just being like, 
hey, let's bring Kendrick Lamar on and he'll write right. uh, some exactly. verse of, for a song that he doesn't really even listen to beforehand. You know, it's just like kind of yeah, where the, those totally. can feel really like, you know, disconnected, like yeah, the, the verses so. from this. But this, it feels really well, like, connected. I think. Well, it's funny, the nursery rhymes thing, too, because she, you, you mentioned she does reference, like, all these kind of out there um, things or out there, th- out there songs that you normally wouldn't reference on an album. But I think it's a... I think it's like a play on hip hop referencing other hip hop. So mm. a lot of people, like I hear, you know, rappers rap reference another verse of a different rapper, certain things like that. And I think it's like a play on that. That was my take on it. But yeah, I think I think that's definitely part of it. I mean, I mean, I may be wrong. Especially on this. callouts, like you know, if they're on the same record label, they're like, oh, Young Money Records or whatever. Yeah, Instead I may of doing be, that, I may she's... be wrong on this, but I believe she she said. S- at some point or she mentioned somewhere that referencing like mary mack and stuff like she's calling back to a lot of like the like fun little song she would like do as a kid like yeah. in her community. well and one of the interlude skits was about that too about yeah. the jump rope game or whatever right. which i was gonna say another part of the sound that i really really like that i think makes it super cohesive is the use of interlude skits mm-hmm. like yeah. i would say 99% of the time that a hip hop or a rap album does that or whatever, like I'm way more into it because it makes it feel more fluid and cinematic, just like, uh, right. like good kid, mad city using yeah. the phone calls from Kendrick's parents and stuff like that. And um, certain ones do it well and others don't do it as well. And I think this one does it very well. Like yeah, they feel very authentic to the subject matter that she's, you know, discussing or singing about. And, that's I think it's like everything she chose to do is just authentic. And one of the songs samples Stereo Lab. Which one which was it? Just, was it um I'd have to pull it up, but I was My just, guess would be that it was Breadcrumbs. Um Is that the one? I, I can't remember. I was driving when it came on when I sent you that text. Like I was so stoked on listening to it, like I sent it to the group text and Tyler had to tell us to shut up because we had to save it for the podcast, but I just put it on. And I also said this, Grady, I know Grady played this uh, at Tyler's bachelor party when we were chilling in the house, but I was definitely coming up on shrooms and it was more just like I could have danced to anything going on in the background, so I wasn't really paying attention. But I remember you explaining the very black Mary Mac thing. Um, what are like the copyright rules for not? I know that one's probably like public domain at this point because it's just like a nursery rhyme, but like referencing other people's songs, like singing the I don't want to wait for our lives to be over, the show me, show me, show me. Like, I'm pretty I, sure because the way she does it is super smart because, yeah, it's well, not. The, I, I think you have to copy the words and the melody. So, yeah, they, there's a lot of copyright law. I, I actually took. A college course on copyright law for two. you went to college i did go to so college. you must be the expert on this. i was a, i was a journalism major and part of that was we had to did your parents bribe law. the admissions staff to get you in i hope not they bribed them <laughs> not to let him in they're like <laughs> please don't let this I'd guy i'd like to hear. think that i my education was not uh fraudulent but you know we, we don't know exactly who's to say these days <laughs> i don't know but if people bribe state schools as much anyway with copyright law i know <laughs> i know there is um a lot of different stipulations so like one of one part is how much that you use of something um you know and this like there's also like how closely it resembles it if you take it directly so i think with this and she's kind of just taking the general idea like i know a lot of bands um a lot of songs take maybe like one little section of a lyric from a different song and in that case it's like yeah i mean the artist could try to say like you know oh he's copying me but like if they just take one part and it's like a clear reference then it it pretty much falls within you know like you have the right to use that 
Yeah, the the real sticky situations are when you take a sample of the actual track. Yeah, right? take because... a sample, don't give credit, and right. don't ask permission. That's a no-no. Right. But even then, you can it's get away with a little bit if you just use a small, small portion of it. Yeah. Just a smidge. Yeah. Like, um, like if you play, like in like a documentary or something, if you play like a clip from a pre-existing movie in your documentary, if it's like a 10-second clip of a two-hour long movie, that's such a small portion of it that it like probably won't matter. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. We should move on to the last. Oh well, wait, what was I? What was I gonna say? I'll, I I just I don't know. I'm. This is her only thing that she has out too. She has a new album coming out soon, I believe, this year. Um, the singles that I've heard from it, it sounds much more. It has much more of like a live feeling to it rather than yeah. more of like a produced fun. It's more of like a live recording type feel, like almost I think more like jazz soul inspired okay so it sounds a little bit darker a little bit less you know fun and flamboyant but um from what i heard it sounds good so i'm excited i just i appreciate what she's doing and like you said like the issue just like lyrically i just thought it was really conscious and purposeful like i don't know i went to pick up thai food last night and the place had a tv and they were showing some cardi b music video with a bunch of people like twerking on a yacht and i just (laughs) like i can't stand cardi b and i just don't think that she's doing anything like well just i'm just like yeah this is you know i don't know not for me. Like I think yeah. she's one of the most annoying, terrible people of all time, or whatever. <laughs> well, it says nothing productive or conducive to say for there, people to listen to. And I mean, there's something to be said about people that have a, a big voice. And and when I say that, I mean people that have a big following and they have a lot like of a platform power behind yeah. their voice. If they u- how they use that voice is so important, right? And so people like Kendrick Lamar or these bigger artists that are now kind of at the forefront of the hip-hop industry or the hip-hop you know genre um using their voices is, is so important to what they're saying and they can use it to talk about you know pop culture or they can use it to talk about the stuff that really is going on which is you know? why i'm so relieved that taylor swift released a statement last week that she promises to be more political on her upcoming we don't talk about Taylor the, Swift oh i'm show. sorry i'm sorry uh but yeah thank thank god for that so everybody keep keep your ears open you know, for that i'm Jamila, sure we'll be covering that jamila woods did go to an ivy league school just want to just want to let you know that all right which she, one she went to brown university mm. i believe did her parents pay for her to get in i'm just I, trying to keep it topical here we want to make sure not. that we're being okay okay anyway all right so tyler's our last pick right yes so what'd you pick for us Tyler? okay so i picked uh the album psychic by a group called Dark Side. The Dark Side. <laughs> so this pick was important to me because it's a stretch for what I normally listen to. As Grady knows, I'm not a huge electronic music fan. And I, I also know that because I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, all right, look Tyler at this guy. To what trying, I tell him to trying to impress, <laughs> impress some people here. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't steer very far into that genre, at, you know, often, but... I think for me, if it's done tastefully and if it's done the right way, electronic music can be super powerful and I can connect with it. But I think this one is interesting because it has such a deep electronic presence, but it also has so much organic tones to it and organic instruments and um, real instruments going on that it's a good blend. And to me, I love stuff that blends and kind of blends blurs the lines between genres and blurs the lines between but you don't like radiohead nope hate them who i think are 
the well, masters you just don't of like doing Tom, Tom that. Hicks voice, right? That's no. what your main quality. No, he we, thinks we they're pretentious. All right, yeah, we'll get into it. But I'm just like that. Literally, I feel like to a T that like from kid A on, that is the perfect explanation of them mastering the blending of electronic and rock music. But whatever. Well, I'll well, make you listen to Kid A some other time. Yeah, I mean, what this record does too is not only blends <laughs> the two genres, but it blends in my mind, uh, like past, present, and future of music. So there's so much traditional blues playing going on on the guitars. And at the same time, you have Nicholas Jar producing these sounds that are so futuristic sounding to me that are like ahead of most electronic or music producers that are out there now. And I mean, that's what he's known for is like these interstellar space like you know electronic sounds now wait remind and, me because this is it's nicholas jar and like it's a collaboration and right? yeah like, and dave harrington yeah, so so he's this is the weird thing about dave harrington though he's classified as a guitarist but he really makes music like nicholas jar does as well and mm. i mean i mean obviously it's not contention it's not the same contention. but it's more like he's more than what I'm, my point yeah, is, is he's more than just a guitarist like, it's yeah. weird for me when i first read like oh Dark Side is a collaboration between Nicholas Jar, music producer, and Dave Harrington, Harrington, guitarist. I'm like, wait, Dave Harrington is not just a guitarist. Like, that's not how I think of him. He is a good guitar player, uh, and he plays most of the guitar sounds. I think all of the guitar sounds on this on this record. But I don't. I wouldn't put him in that box of just. He's is a Dave guitarist. Harrington is his other like he puts out music as Dave Harrington? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I think he has he like is. a Dave. It's called like the Dave Harrington Group. Yeah, something. and it's kind of electronic, jazzy, kind of dubby. fusion, dubby. Yeah. It's very fusion. Uh, basically, though, things, from but... what I've heard of his stuff and what I've heard of Nicholas Jar, because I'm a huge Nicholas Jar fan. I think he is one of, if not the best modern electronic producer yeah. out there today. Damn. Um, yeah, I know. Pretty bold I, statement. I would but agree with that. I think he's just everything he touches is like pretty golden. Anyway, y'all um, ever heard of Skrillex? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, based on this album and what I've heard from Dave Harrington's music, I think that it's pretty safe to assume that Nicholas Jar did almost all of the creative the, the sounds on oh, this, yeah. other than the guitar playing and maybe some subtle stuff here and there. Yeah, but well, it's very Nicholas Jar the production. I and, mean, if you stuff. if you watch them play it live, um, Nicholas Jar is doing a lot, but Dave Harrington's adding more than you think with his guitar and with sounds, yeah, and he's got sure. a whole plug in and setup, and he's you know he's manipulating the guitar sounds quite a bit on his own but what song did you pick all right so the track that i picked is paper trails and it's not necessarily my favorite pick of this album i had a really hard time choosing my favorite because this album to me is so uh cohesive and it's so story-like that it feels almost like one continuous song that has or maybe a better a better metaphor is it feels similar to a classical piece where it's got it's a piece but it's got different movements to it so to me picking a favorite is really tough because to me it's like picking a moment that i like and so i really like the moment of paper trails i think it's the moment in the album where it becomes very concrete and it kind of finds the groove and finds itself and settles in a little bit and then it goes back out after that which is also really cool to have that in the middle of the album so let's listen to the first part of paper trails
I just say that that we were my, both making a stanky face that's true bobbing our heads one of my on that, favorite that, parts that. about that song is the second line after his vocals come in and he start and he adds that uh that like the bass pitch shifted yeah, the down filter yeah i fucking love that effect and that was actually on on the deer throne record when we recorded earth that was what i was trying to go for on the yeah. vocals in that song when i added uh, that effect of that, but yeah, I just I love I love that pitch shifted vocal. And it's very, I mean, that's signature Nicholas Jar. Yeah, his yeah. vocal signature yeah. is just so present on this, and that's really cool. But what I actually like on that same note is I like how he's singing, and really, there's not much else going on in the track. There's like snapping and like percussion sounds, but and like a kind of ambient sound to it. But what's happening is he's singing phrases, and then Harrington is kind of matching those phrases or building off of those with the guitar so it's yeah. like this it's this trade-off back and forth of the vocal and the guitar and that to me is would you say it's a call and response yeah it's totally it's a call and response and that's what i like it brings me back to like learning about music and kind of learning about what that means and how powerful that can be and i think it's like super powerful on this song yeah um, um you know, with with Nicholas Jar's first album, he barely sang. I think there was one song that you really heard yeah. his voice on, and I thought is that and, space is only noise. Yeah, and yeah. you can really, I really like his voice on that song. It's very interesting. It's not like he's you know like some super talented vocalist, but he has a very unique style. Um, so I was like hoping like oh that we get to hear his voice in future records, and then this this album came out and he sings on almost you know all the the main songs. He pretty much sings on them. Yeah. Um, and he Sparse, not only that sparsely. I mean, there's not like a full song where yeah. it's like he sings the whole time. Right. Like it's he, not like very. Yeah, there's you know, a lot typical of song structure and whatever yeah. things happening. But not only that, but he actually has a pretty interesting range on this album. You know, he had like he has that really low tone that he's you know known for, but then he also goes up and like on heart and stuff. He goes yeah. up into the really high register, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. And he actually kind of works that angle pretty well too. <laughs> I think. Yeah. But yeah, this is a good this is a good album. Um, did, did you guys think about Dark Side of the Moon when you when you heard this or saw this? Because so many people no. allude to that. And no, they, not at all. Not yeah, at all. it's so weird. No. Did not think about it's that. so weird. Oh, also, I guess st- a uh, everybody out there, step your Pink Floyd game up <laughs> and go listen to metal or animals. We've all heard that and watched Wizard of Oz, stoned or not stoned, at Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> We're tired of fucking talking about it. No, you know what I thought of is it reminded me of a, of a personal story between me and you, and this is before that album came out. But I wrote down, it was just like, this is a good album to like drive at night down, like not necessarily like a, a highway or whatever, but driving down a road that has like, I don't know, I pictured like street lights at regular intervals or whatever, so it creates that like that effect of lights coming in like every 30 seconds. But it reminded me that one time that you took me to go, uh, you were driving me so I could go pick up uh, weed from my cousin, like up in Coto de Casa and I got stoned with him and then you had to drive me home down Antonio and I oh, was yeah. freaking the fuck out because that's a that long light. dark road with all these street lights or whatever <laughs> regular also, flashes. Oh like, so there's also that light bridge that's like so present at night. Yeah. Yeah. And then we came back and we watched the arcade fire movie Mir Noir with like the midgets swimming in the pool or oh, whatever. God. It was really scary. That? Yeah, like that yeah movie it was, was but that's weird. what it reminds like it's a it's a good driving thing but the one thing i will say about it and i 
I have to be in a particular mood to listen to this kind of music, and I would say same thing with the Nicholas Jar album, that it's just like, it can, background music isn't, doesn't do it justice, I feel like that's like undercutting what it is or whatever, but part of it, because a lot of it is instrumental, and I will agree with you that it sounds kind of like one bigger piece, like, there's sometimes that I wouldn't know that a different song necessarily started, especially because there are a few shorter ones in between longer ones. Right. Like, unless I look at the track title to be like, oh shit, it's very easy to get lost in it and you hear that jingle. <laughs> Lots yeah. of cats. There's Settle down, cats kitty. running around this place. Um, but yeah, it's a particular... So many of them. Like, it worked where when I was sitting down and listening to the record, like I was, you know, sitting down at a table, I had a cup of coffee or whatever, like dim lights or whatever, and I could be into it. But like, if I was driving like midday or whatever... Um, not super baked. I'd be like, this might put me to sleep. But yeah, that's not necessarily Another, a bad thing, but it's just like it's a it's a it's certain a, mood. It's well, a no, careful listening album. Yeah, there's yeah, not like something that. you just like that. throw on and be like, yeah, this. I'm is I'm glad my you said game. that because I would have almost said like casual, and that's yeah. not right either. No, it's, careful, it's, it's I like, careful yeah, listening. I like yeah. that, Grady. I mean, for me, it's also like why I can't pick a favorite track is that. I put this on and I honestly don't even know the song names as they go through. I'm just kind of listening to the whole entire thing as it's playing through. And I'm I'm kind of going in and out of phases of paying close attention and not paying attention at all. And yeah. I think it's it's good in that way. Like it is it's I would say it's both. It's a casual listen and a careful listen. You can put it on while you're driving or you can put it on in the background while you're doing a chore, but you can also put it on with headphones and yeah. a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, whatever you're, you know, whatever yeah. you're doing, I think it fits and can be listened to, which is, which is unique. But I, I go back to this album a lot. I, I think for me, the guitar sounds and the feeling of this album fit very well with a lot of how I'm feeling day to day. And so I can go to it in kind of any mood. And again, I, this is interesting for me to hear. Cause you said, it, I'm glad that you, you beat me to the punch because I thought it was an interesting pick for you. But like I said, I showed Tyler my notes when I was listening to it, when we got to paper trails and even though he says it's not his favorite, <laughs> I wrote this down. Like my guess for Tyler's favorite track is paper trails because the guitar is so prominent. Cause at first when I was seeing that you added dark side to it and I hadn't listened to this album in a long time, I was just like, that's really weird for Tyler. And then it's so guitar driven, perfectly balanced with Nicholas Jar. I was just like, oh, I could see why you get yeah, down to yeah. this. I, I really listened to this album a lot when it first came out. I was super Which into is, it. What, 2013? Um, yeah. So, way So, what way were back. we doing in 2013? I had just, I had probably either just gotten out of high school or was on the verge of getting out of high school. So, that was a very, uh, you know, it was a very interesting time for me. Is the pinnacle of your the of pinnacle your life. of no? I would hope not. <laughs> your peak. I was, I was gonna peaked. say I, I'm blanking on the word. What's the word that's peaked? Right when something shifts, transitions, transitional. No, no it's well, fine. It's not important. Anyway, yeah, the crossroads, pivot. pivotal, a pivotal. There you Thank go. You. It was a pivotal time. Words. In See, I don't know grammar, but I do know diction. What? <laughs> Never I mind. Guess, yeah, I don't, no, I could, I don't no, know. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't okay. know. Let's anything. go with that. All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it was, it was a very pivotal time in my life, uh, and I liked the album a lot. You know, but I hadn't listened to it in a while, actually. So going back to it, um, I still like it a lot. I still love Nicholas Jar. One of the things I did notice when I went back is I honestly the sort of the like the interlude tracks like Citra um, and Greek Light kind of fall flat for me a little yeah, bit yeah no i i 
I and mean, even Freak Go Home. I think Freak Go Home is the, my least favorite of like the full length songs. Yeah. But there, there is. I mean, every all the other songs are like total highlights. Like I love well, Golden Era. I love Heart, Paper Trails, but Shrine and, I've seen, and, again, and Metatron. But those okay. tracks just kind of just kind Megatron. of felt like they were just weaker versions of the other songs for me. Well, again, that's why I go back to that. I listen to this as one fluid piece yeah. because to me those, it's either carrying over from the track before or like segging into the next one yeah like, if i pick one track out of a hat for this album i'm i'm not guaranteed that i'm gonna be it's gonna be a jam right. i'm gonna be totally you know engulfed in it but i think as a whole this album is super solid yeah it's a good album as I, a whole I definitely still like it a lot as a whole nice all right so nice i say should whole. we wrap things up and and find out what our albums are what what we are picking yeah so our unknown theme of the week that i figured out and maybe you guys all did too but these are all debut albums oh very observant yeah Yeah. we need a little sound effect for that secret theme we are going to start trying to do themes right yes Uh, not every time not every time but but some fun ones thrown in you know sprinkled throughout Songs you got laid to. Maybe next week. We'll see. But we're also going to pick which album, which choice we liked, each of us liked the best, and we can't vote for ourselves. And that'll be our record. And that'll be your record. When they say, what's your record? So, Jake, what's your record? Uh, I pick Heaven by Jamila Woods. I think I, I, I really dug that one. Really, as I said, and you can quote me on it. That was my choice. That album fucking slaps. So, yeah, I pick Grady's album. (laughs) All right, Tyler, what's your record? Well, I was obviously going to vote for myself. No, no, actually, I was. This was super tough for me because I really, really wanted to vote for Jake's because I think it was so surprising to me. But the Jamila Woods album is something I go back to a lot. And like you picking it just refreshed it for me. And so I I agree, that album fucking slaps. (laughs) And it's just so. It's so good in terms of that genre, and and I oftentimes like am hit or miss on that genre. And to me, this is a pure hit for me. Like that, it just mm-hmm. nails everything I want out of that genre. So I'm going with Jamila Woods as well. Fuck you, Tyler. Well, thank you. Yes, I I do have the best music taste. I'm glad that we confirmed. Yeah, but that. you can't vote for yourself. <laughs> so which one did you pick? Is the actually, real question. this actually might surprise a little bit because going in when before we started recording i was like oh i'm gonna pick dark side for sure because i already like that album a lot which again I've you guys are supposed to pick time. records that you think the well, other people the don't know that's you the know, thing i hadn't heard jake hard to do that and the second time i listened to jake's album you know i i vibed with it a lot more and i honestly can see myself going back to that and i think just because the the dark side album is something that i was already so familiar with and that i've already kind of run through a lot and you know that I don't go back to that much anymore, but I still enjoy. I I'm gonna have to say that Jake's album is is my my pick, my record. Hell yeah, nice. awake but still in bed. And then we both we all agree that Getting on that emo train. The, the Stranglers album was the best album. For no, the last we did one. not. So we're tied. <laughs> one and one. No, me and Zero for Tyler. No, Better luck next not. time, we bud. Well, that about does one. it over here. <laughs> uh, we'll see it. No, I'm just sub. Uh, uh, any any notable announcements? Any well, let's any pick a theme be- for next week or next podcast. Uh, Might not be next week. I I have a theme if you, if you're willing to entertain it. I do too. Okay, let's hear them and then we'll pick one. I don't have. An so idea. I think we should all three pick a record that we physically own on vinyl. 
Well, I've owned both my picks, so I know. Uh, but let's let's well, like call it out. Player, so get I'm, a Crosby, I'm just bro. A club, all right? Yeah, how many records do you own, Grady? I actually do own records. I just don't how own many? a record player. I think I he know, owns about five. Dude, Crosleys are on sale right now. So you're going to have a real easy week. you got yeah, basically three to five choices. Slim selection to choose from. Jake and I each probably have over two to three hundred. I probably shouldn't pick any of my R. Kelly singles, right? Yeah. That would be I a I can't faux believe you haven't burned those Please things God. by now. Well, you know, for for comedic. No matter I'll do it publicly. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know. I'm going to have a party. I'm going to have a viewing party of his recent Gail King interviews because they were hilarious. This dude is so done, and he's such a piece of shit. <laughs> And we can't talk about him because then we're just giving him more credit than he deserves. Yep, we got to mute him. So anyway, all right. Uh, my theme is best Coheed and Cambria album. Oh, my God. <laughs> there are eight to choose from. All right. And there are no wrong answers except unless they're the first three, uh, the, any other than those. All right, so wrong. unfortunately, so next week there happened. won't be a podcast because <laughs> no Coheed and Cambria albums made the cut. All right. Oh, that's where you're wrong. But I'm going to sneak it in there one time. And you're going to be like, wow, this guy is super You're going to force really us tough. to listen to it. One of these, yeah, one of these days, I mean, if I can, yeah, you'll, you'll be fine. That was a secret plan all along. This podcast right. was just designed to get us to listen I mean, you guys to have. You guys might have screwed yourselves on this by responding so well to Awake But Still In Bed because I'm just like, man, they really, won't like this and you both dug it so now floodgates are so open try really hard to find something we won't like yep my chem three cheers for sweet revenge okay well since what? i'm the only one that suggested a real theme we're gonna go with mine so next that's great because time... i can pick any of the coheat albums so let's do it next time oh picking a record that you have to own on vinyl whether or not you play it on a Crosley, just, you know, we appreciate we you. We just hope you don't. As a collect, yeah, but don't. It's not good for your records. It's going to sound Unless like Unless you shit. bought that Crosley at Urban Outfitters, because they are our sponsor. And it's the flower <laughs> print one, like the Doc Martens. You know, maybe um, if we say they're our sponsor enough, they actually will sponsor Yeah, us. dude, we Please just got to tag them us. on Instagram and shit. Like, one of my roommates used to just tag... Uh, Rainbow Birkenstocks or whatever when he would wear sandals and they finally res- they didn't sponsor him but they, they responded him a free pair. probably just like please stop doing this shit like we've um, seen enough of your toes sir but Urban Outfitters thank you very much for the Crosleys uh, they sound terrible but uh <laughs> You know, we appreciate them that we're using them to keep our doors open here at the at the studio. They make a great footstool for reaching that high pantry. It does, yeah, for setting up the mic, the the mic stands over the cymbals, the overhead mm-hmm. mics. Yeah, those very um, useful. Always have a step stool in the house. All right, so on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening again. This is what's your record? And now the only person with a record is fucking Grady one. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but uh, the yeah, there you go. He's got the record. He's the record holder. Yes. But uh, we'll be back next time, sharing our picks with records that we physically own. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud and MixCloud. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do. Do we need to do anything else? Instagram, Facebook. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll announce yeah. it as it comes. You can also it. find our uh, the playlist for each week on oh, Spotify. On Spotify, yeah, yeah. yeah check which those we have out. To change the name for, and yes. we're gonna we're gonna change the name, but we're gonna get ahead of it too, so you can listen to these albums in their entirety beforehand. And then you know what we're talking about. Yeah, yes. and you can tell us that and you, you think have... they're shit before we go and talk about them. And you them. can do your own research and call in, and my phone will be on airplane mode, but you can try to call Mine in. won't, so you can do that. Alright. Yeah, DM us if yes. you have anything Slide right you want in. us to 
talk Lube about up, any theme in. ideas, we are open. <laughs> oh boy, you can leave that one in. You cut out the fun part at the end, the outro last time, but I'll, you can keep that in. D, uh, just, you know, lube up and slide into those DMs and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Once again, we're not trying to get sued, Jake. <laughs> no one's going to sue. It's all consensual here. You don't gotta if you don't wanna. God. But seriously though, we'd like your suggestions and feedback and... Honestly, we just want people to talk to. So, unless you want to Crosley, then lonely. I don't want to talk to you. We're lonely. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, hit us up on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and let us know what you think. Let us know any suggestions you have uh, for future themes, and let us know how you feel about these records that we're choosing. If you hate them, we want to hear about it and why. But have a good reason. Proper grammar use is encouraged. Thank you. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Have a good week. See you next time.